Welcome to Interfaith Encounters. In this third season, we're looking at migrants and immigrants, faithful encounters with the stranger in our midst. I'm Dr. Robert Hunt. My guest today is Deborah Boudreau, Executive Vice President of the Buddhist Tzu Chi Foundation, an international group of volunteers serving those in need globally. Welcome, Ms. Boudreau. Good morning. Thank you so much. Um, it's a great pleasure to be here today. Thank you very much for participating. My first question is this. How does your faith tradition understand our responsibility to migrants and immigrants? That's a very good question, especially now in USA. Migrants and immigrants, if you really look into the spelling of these two words, vocabulary, the huge difference, migrants, M-I-G-R-A-N-T, Immigrant is I am M I G R A N T. So the huge difference I am. So if we pronounce I am, so um, who is the immigrant? Let's talk about it. An immigrant is someone who makes a conscious decision to leave his or her home, move into a foreign country with the intention of settling settling there. So. Immigrants often go through a lengthy vetting process to immigrate to a new place, new country, and become a lawful permanent residence and eventually citizens. So they do research their destinations, explore their employment opportunities, and study the language of the country where they plan to live. But migrant is someone who is moving from place to place within his or her country or across the borders, usually for economic reasons, such as seasonal work. Similar to immigrants, they were not forced to leave their native countries because of persecution or violence, but rather are seeking better opportunities. So migration can occur within the borders of the same country or across the international borders. So normally when we talk about immigrants, we are talking about economic immigrants. We are talking about immigrants sponsored by family or sometimes refugee or another type of the immigrants. So as a Buddhist, when we look into the track we have, we are also migrants. Like Hindu, Buddhist migrants have come from the Asian Pacific region. Nearly half of the Buddhists who left their countries in the region have moved to other countries in the same region. But large number of the Buddhists also have moved to here, North America, or Europe, those different countries. So there's a lot of um, Buddhist migrants moved to nearby countries from Asia. Let's look at in Asia, the top sources for Buddhist migrants have been Vietnam and China, more than 1 million each at least. In other major countries of origin for Buddhist migrants, including Sri Lanka, Thailand, Malaysia, and Japan. But 
significant numbers also have gone to the United States and Canada. If we look into the data, United States has far more Buddhist migrants. According to the record, it's about 1.7 million than any other single country. And Singapore is the second largest destination of Buddhist. It's about 600,000, most from the nearby country of China and Malaysia. So USA, the United States is the world's number one destination for Christian migrants who make up nearly 74% of foreign born people living in the United States. The United States ranked just seven as the destination behind Saudi Arabia, Russia, and Germany, and France, Jordan, Pakistan. So from migrant immigration to Buddhist migrants, this is the basic overall pictures. I would like to share at this fundamental basic nine. Thank you. That's really helpful information, especially the very large size of the Buddhist migrants, just to focus in on one kind of migrant, that have come into the United States. And I also appreciate the fact that we distinguish between those who migrate within a country, those who migrate within a region, and then those who move much further abroad. So perhaps you could go on then. That's continue to think about it. Whatever we are talking right now, is go into one thing called international migrants. So migration, Im uh, immigrant, it's all international concept. And according to the United Nations Population Division, an international migrant is someone who has been living for one year or longer in a country other than the one in which he or she was born. That say that many, many foreign workers and international students are counted as migrants. Additionally, the United Nations consider refugee and in some cases, their descendants, such as Palestinians born in refugee camp to be international migrants. On the other hand, when we talk about tourists, foreign aid workers, temporary workers, employee abroad for less than a year, and sometimes overseas military personnel typically, these are not counted as a migrant. Here, the magic, migrants have both an origin and a destination. International migrant can be viewed from two directions, as an immigrant leaving an origin country or as an immigrant entering a destination countries. So you can see now from this kind of platform and perspective, very strong faith on the move. Currently 3% of the world population has migrated across the international borders. Recently, Wee research centers, they try to focus on the religious affiliation of international migrants they want to look into examining patterns of migration among the seven major groups. They are Christians, Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists, Jewish, and other religions 
or the religious unaffiliated. They want to see faith on the move. What kind of outcome? So when we're talking about this way, these two categories also pop up. Refugee. A refugee is someone who has been forced to flee his or her home because of war, violence, persecution, often without warning. They are unable to return home unless until conditions in their native lands are safe for them again. A silent seeker is someone who is also seeking international protection from dangers in his or her home country, but whose claim for refugee status hasn't been determined legally. Asylum seekers must apply for protection in a country of destination, meaning they must arrive at or cross a border in order to apply. Currently, tens of thousands of children, families from Central America have freed extreme danger, murder, kidnapping, violence against women, and forced recruitment by gangs. Those arriving in the U.S. borders are being depicted as illegal immigrants. But in reality, crossing an international border for asylum is not illegal. And asylum seekers' case must be heard. This is according to the U.S. international law. Then, asylum seekers must be able to prove to authorities there that they meet the criteria to be covered by refugee protection. Not every asylum seekers will be recognized as a refugee. So it doesn't matter how you are entered the country. If you are in the US or you arrive at port of entry, you can seek asylum. There is no way to ask for a visa or any type of authorization in advance. You just have to show up. Many of those crossing the U.S. border from Central American countries like El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras are in fact, they are not migrants. They have a well-founded fear of prosecution and if they were to return home. So we as a Buddhist migrants, we face the overall situation right now. We are from migrant to immigration, from refugee to asylum seekers. And from so many area, we all leading into international migration. Buddhism was mainly transmitted to other countries by missionaries scholars, trade, immigration, and communication network. The Theravada dominates in South Asia, such as Sri Lanka, Thailand, and Myanmar. In North Asia, Mahayana Buddhism has complemented with Chinese Confucianism and Taoism. So, Followers for Buddhism don't acknowledge a supreme God or dirty. They instead focus on achieving enlightenment, a state of inner peace and wisdom. 
The word Buddha means enlightened. The region, the religion's founder Buddha, is considered an extraordinary man. The path to enlightenment is attended by utilizing morality, meditation, and wisdom. Buddhists often meditate because they believe it helps awaken truth. There are many philosophies and interpretation within Buddhism, making it a tolerant and evolving religions. Some scholars don't recognize Buddhism as an organized religion, but rather a way of life or a spiritual tradition. This is a very interesting concept, and you hear this kind of dialogue. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much for this. I want to just tease out a couple of things. Um, first of all, this very helpful note that you've given us that um, both in U.S. law and in international law, an asylum seeker applies for asylum when they arrive in the country. And therefore, it is not illegal for them to arrive in the country. They don't need to have a visa or something like this. Their case needs to be heard, and then the case will determine whether they have a legitimate reason to seek asylum. I also appreciate you now introducing us to Buddhism as a, me a focus on achieving enlightenment. And I'm going to ask you to say a little bit more about how this combination of morality and meditation and wisdom relate to the way in which the Tuchi Foundation actually serves um, people who are in these difficult situations, uh, refugees, asylum seekers, migrants, and immigrants, knowing that, as you've said, most of the volunteers in the association are themselves immigrants. Thank you. The Buddha Tsuji Foundation carries on Buddha's spirit of great unconditioned loving kindness and great universal compassion and adhere to vulnerable master Insun's noble aspiration for Buddha's teachings, for sentient beings, while undertaking the work of helping the poor and educating the rich. Therefore, our volunteer idea is cultivate love, loving kindness, compassion, joy, and equanimity. As we take action to save those in pain and suffering now, we bring joy and relieve suffering, creating a fresh and pure world of Tsuji. Our task is to unify the four major missions, charity, medicine, education, in humanistic culture. Tsuji's spirit is one of sincerity, integrity, faith, and steadfastness. We deeply believe that all sentient beings are equal and every person has Buddha's nature. As long as we can enter through the door of compassion, we can get a glimpse of the majesty and beauty of the Buddha's teaching. As long as we can enter through the door of charity, those who give them can attain blessings and be joyful. While 
those who receive can be saved and find peace. Life is impermanent. Our lives slip away with each passing day. We must take advantage of this precious life to plant good seeds and reap good fruits. Then we can avoid the regret of entering a mountain full of strangers, but leaving empty-handed. Sichi volunteers come together with wisdom and support one another with love. With this extraordinary cause and conditions, we join hands and make great strides on Bohisafa path. Because Suji volunteers all take the Buddha's heart as their own. When one eye sees, thousands of eyes can see. Because we take our teacher's mission as our own. When one hand moves, a thousand hands move. When we hear the cries of others in suffering, we immediately go to provide help and relieve them of their difficulties. This is no different from the thousand eyes and hands of Guan Yin Bohisafa. The same moon is universally reflected in the water of thousand rivers. The water of a thousand river capture a single moon. The Buddha views all sentient beings with compassionate eye, and the Dharma ran up his teachings falls on all universally so that all can flourish. This always we're talking about to know what you have done in your previous lives. Look at what you have received in this life. You know what you will happen to your in a future life. Look at what you do in this life. Human existence is difficult to attain but we have already attended. On the Bohisafa path, we must be courageous and diligently so that love can fuel our society. Then there will be a virtually circle of goodness in the world. This is what it means to be a disciple of Buddha's teaching who cultivate both blessings and wisdom with the right faith and right mindfulness. I, I do want to ask you to just clarify a little bit. Um, the word Dharma, I think people will know, means the, the teaching or truth of the Buddha. Um, but maybe you could say something more about Bodhisattva uh, Kuan Yin in particular. Uh, people will have seen statues of her in the Chinese tradition, perhaps. But how is the work of the Bodhisattva, and particularly Kuan Yin, related to the work of Tzu Chi? Okay. Buddha's teachings are known as Dhamma. He taught, he taught that wisdom, kindness, patience, generosity, and compassion were important virtues. And Guan Yin Bodhisattva, she treat the whole sentiment being with mercy, with compassion. When she look down upon the sentient being, she can feel the sorrow. She can feel the pain. So she is the mercy of the Buddha. 
So when you go to Chinese temple, a lot of time, you facing challenges, you facing uncertainty. You are asking for Guan Yin Buddha to give you blessing because of her mercy, because of her compassion. And am I right in thinking then that the volunteers with Suchi would like to show that same kind of compassion and mercy to others? It's always that way. Suchi <laughs> volunteers, you know. Buddha's most important teaching, known as four noble noble truths, and they are essential to understand the religions. And Buddhists embrace the concept of karma, the law of cause and effect, and reincarnation, the continuous circle of rebirth. So, follow Buddhism can worship doing temples or at their own home. So Buddhist monk or bhikkhu follow a very strict code of conduct, which including celibacy. There is no single Buddha symbol, but a number of images have evolved, and that represent the Buddhist beliefs, including lotus flowers, the eight-spoke Dharma wheel, or the Bohi tree, and the swastika. That's a very ancient symbol whose name means well-being or good fortune in Sanskrit. So that's pretty much um, answer your question and more beyond that. <laughs> well, and we are we're coming to the time that we need to wrap up this interview, but I would like to ask you: Can you highlight? One project that Suchi is involved in that will give us a, a good specific idea of the kind of work you do with those who find themselves in the situation of being immigrants, migrants, refugees, and asylum seekers. Um, that's a very important question right now.、Um, we've been doing a lot of project,、um, like in southern borders refugee situation, international refugee in Bangkok. Malaysia, Serbia, Jordan, Syria. So, so many things. But I think, no matter what we do, we provide direct services relief. The most important fundamental principle behind that is what Master Zheng Yan say: three knows. Why she say that?、Um, people ask her. I heard that you have three knows. She said, "There is no one you don't, you do not love, no one you don't trust, no one you don't forgive." What does that mean? Okay, that's mean. Master Zheng Yan say, "It is because I believe that my intention are selfless, and everyone has love in their hearts. As my heart is selfless, I naturally have confidence in life." And believe that everyone has a pure, innate nature and love within their hearts. Even if someone were to harm me or do something unfavorable to me, it was only because his pure heart was covered up by impurities. If he was touched and inspired by goodness one day, his pure inner nature would be restored. When we are able to thoroughly understand this truth, we will find that there is nothing and nobody we cannot forgive in this world. If we can broaden our mind and faith 
face each date with a pure and carefree mind. Every day of our life will be peaceful. How can we cut down the current situation? How can we、um, help those who are suffering? And how can we purify their minds? He say, Master Zheng Yan say, I hope that everyone will find self love within themselves, break free from delusions and afflictions, get along harmoniously, and help and love one another. Then the world will be bright, harmonious, and peaceful. A harmonious atmosphere is a blessing. If everybody can count their blessings and sow more blessings, there will be fewer disaster in this world. So, we're doing so many projects around the community. We try to share with everyone, leave no one behind. And under current social media technology, we say leave no one offline. So through charity. Medicine, education, humanitarian—all the direct support and engagement through cash for work, cash for relief—we try to empower, leave no one behind, leave no one offline. So humanity and human race, great loves is transcend without any borders. But please be mindful. And every volunteer of the Buddhism practicing the true Dharma, listen to your hearts. Listen to your heart. Listen from your experience. From this great learning lesson, we can all make the world a better place to stay. So, United Nations say SDG. Sustainable Development Goal. Everybody is talking about that. We really need to think about talk and implementation. Learning from our lesson should be side by side. Compassion and wisdom should be implemented at the same time. Then we can really enter into leave no one behind. Leave no one offline. Thank you. Again, I want to thank you,、uh, Miss Pedro, for being part of the podcast. I hope that your rest of your day is good and productive. Thank you very much to give me the opportunity, and hopefully, this kind of information can really share. And thank you, Amitopa. This has been Interfaith Encounters. I'm Robert Hunt, and I have been speaking with Miss Deborah Boudreau of the Tsuchi Foundation.